Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for the guys. You know, Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans are always on my show, the look ahead every single week. And I decided, guys, take the day off. I got you. There's so much I want to talk about that you guys can take the day off and I'll take care of it here. Uh, coming to you from the South Point here. And you know what? I've done a lot of talking about the NBA playoffs as we've progressed now through the conference finals, and we're just a couple of days away from the start of the NBA finals. The Golden State Warriors are there for the sixth time in the last eight seasons, proving that the NBA is the worst league when it comes to parity, right? And if you think, oh, well, it's just the Warriors, well, consider the fact that the Boston Celtics are playing in their fourth Eastern Conference Finals in the last six seasons. So they're a team that has always been in this mix, and hopefully after tonight we'll finally get to an NBA Finals. And let's talk about this game tonight where the spread has been fluctuating between the Heat and the Celtics. It opened up at 9, and there was a lot of reaction to that number. There were people that said, this is just way too high of a number. And it went down to 8.5. I even saw a rogue 8 back up to 9. And here's my take on this. You can't make this number high enough. Yeah, you heard me. You cannot make this number high enough. The spread has not mattered in these NBA playoffs since the first round uh, finished. 
So that, since the second round has begun, right? Think about that. Since the first round has finished, there have been 36 playoff games. Only three of them, the spread has mattered. Only three games since the second round started, the spread has come into play. Either the favorite has covered and covered with margin, or the underdog has won the game outright. So when we're handicapping these NBA games, it's almost like pick the winner, and that's the side you're going to go for. And looking at the Heat and Celtics specifically, I know the number's high, and I know it might be tempting to take Miami. Closeout game, desperation, trying to get the series back home for a game seven. But this team looks broken. Both physically and, I think, psychologically. You ever see that look on, a, on an athlete or just looking to a team and there's the body language. Everything just tells you they're defeated. That's what the Miami Heat looked like after their Game 5 loss to the Boston Celtics. A team that accepted defeat. And I'm not trying to disrespect them at all because I was on this Heat team for the majority of this season. And I gave out Heat futures left and right about them winning the Eastern Conference. I loved this Heat team. But let's face it, they're a shell of themselves. Jimmy Butler is clearly not 100%. And yes, I know there's people out there that say, well, this is the game. This is the game where Jimmy Butler gets back. And look at his point total, right? The books have adjusted. His point prop has gone down because he hasn't scored in the last three games. Well, why do you think that is? He's not healthy. It's obvious. Anybody looking at him can tell you that he's not right. And if Jimmy Butler is not doing the majority of the scoring for the Miami Heat. There is nobody else on this roster that can pick up the slack enough for them to win this game. Bam Adebayo can certainly contribute, which he has. Kyle Lowry was non-existent in the last game, but he's capable, at least he has in the past. Victor Oladipo is going to give you the 15 points or so, and you'll thank him for that. But without Tyler Hero, there's no other real option for this Heat team. And unfortunately, the injuries just kept piling up, and it's really showing now at this point going into this game six where I don't think the Heat will be competitive tonight. Every game in this series, with the exception of, I believe, the last game, featured a 20-point lead. The spread has not mattered. And have there been moments of competitiveness? You can say the first half of the last game, sure. But this feels like a Celtics coronation at home at TD Garden where they will win the Eastern Conference and punch their ticket to the NBA Finals to face off against the Golden State Warriors. And even though the spread is nine, they're going to win this one by double digits. If there's any way you want to play the Miami Heat, it's got to be early. It's got to be in the first quarter, probably. Maybe the first half. Because the longer this game goes, the more energy it's going to take from these Heat players, and Jimmy Butler specifically, the less production you're going to get out of them. 
And the Celtics can just hit you in so many ways, whether it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, Grant Williams knocking down some threes. They're too dynamic. They're too athletic. They're younger. They're fresher. And they'll cover tonight with ease. And now you think about them going into the NBA Finals. And yeah, you you might think I'm getting ahead of myself, but if you just listen to the last five minutes, you know I'm not. I know the Warriors are going to be favored in the NBA Finals. Well, we've seen that. The look-ahead lines are already out, and, and uh, we know, by just judging by the futures market, and the Warriors have home court, they're going to be favored. But should they be? I mean, let's, let's think about this. When we look at both teams, it's hard to compare player for player because each player does their own special things. You know, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. But when you just compare the roles that the players play, the jobs that they have, I can make the argument that I don't, I'd rather have the Celtics than the Golden State Warriors. Let's look at scoring first. All right, scoring. Klay Thompson finally entered the chat. Yesterday, 32 points, eight three-pointers, and it was a great moment for him considering everything that he has gone through with the injury, with the rehab, the time off. He's still not 100%. His teammates will tell you, Draymond Green after the game told you that Clay is still not 100%. But he's slowly getting back to the Clay Thompson that we know and love. But if you just look at him from what we've seen throughout this postseason, and you add it in with Stephen Curry, who, yeah, has shown flashes this postseason, but is not exactly dominating from a scoring perspective overall. So the scoring for the Golden State Warriors of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson versus the scoring of the Boston Celtics between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'd make the argument that I'd take Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum scoring over Steph Curry and Klay Thompson scoring. Again, this is not Golden State Warriors 2015 to 2020. This is Golden State Warriors 2022, version 2.0. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can both do similar things to Steph and Clay in terms of the three-point game, but they're both so dynamic when attacking the rim. And I think their versatility and their athleticism separates them from what Steph and Clay are doing right now. Because Clay is pretty much just a spot-up shooter right now. And Steph's going to do the whole driving, passing, follow the pass, get the kick back in the corner and drain the three and do one of the little shimmies. I get it. It's fun to watch. But just looking at what Tatum and Brown have been doing consistently in this playoffs. I mean, Jalen Brown scored 40 points in what was it, game three? And he was the leading scorer in game five with 25 points. I feel like Jalen Brown's getting a little bit disrespected here. So maybe it's close, but I think I'd rather have Tatum and Brown over Stephen Clay. And then you look at defense and rebounding. Draymond Green certainly going to do what Draymond Green does. Andrew Wiggins defensively has been very good, especially that, you know, the early games in this series against Luka Doncic. 
And Kevon Looney had a monster rebounding game last game. Al Horford is doing his best Draymond Green impression this postseason. He has found the fountain of youth. What a resurgence from Al Horford. And the benefit is that he's giving you more scoring than what Draymond's giving you. And then you look at Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year, and how dangerous he is and the ability of him to lock down a defender and create havoc, steals, turnovers. And Robert Williams, who is questionable for tonight, but Robert Williams, his rebounding, his defense. Again, I think I'd rather have Horford, Williams, and Smart than Draymond Wiggins and Looney. And then the bench, I think maybe the edge goes to the Warriors if Otto Porter plays. Because I think I'd rather have Porter and Poole over, you know, Grant Williams and, and Derek White and, and throw in Peyton Pritchard versus Moses Moody in there. So the, the point I'm trying to make is that these teams are very close, so very close. But I, I, I make the argument here that the Boston Celtics are actually the better team than the Golden State Warriors. And the wrong team is going to be favored in these NBA Finals. And I will take the Boston Celtics, I'll take them in a game-by-game situation, and I'll take them in the series. And if they lose Game 1, I'll buy back in on them again. I'm Scott Seidenberg, in for Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans. We will talk to JVT coming up next, right here on The Edge, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting 
or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Edge here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us now, the host of The Edge and our senior NBA analyst. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. You follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. And JVT, I was just talking about the Boston Celtics and how I compare them to the Golden State Warriors. And I know that Golden State's going to be favored in the NBA Finals, but I made the argument I'd almost rather have the Celtics with their pieces and the way they have looked consistently here in the NBA playoffs. How would you sum up the Boston Celtics from what you have seen from round one to where we are right now? Well, I think you start with them defensively, right? I mean, that's the, the Golden State Warriors. It's funny. We always talk about Golden State and like the big conversation. And I think a lot of people gravitate toward offense. And then that's what we usually do. They have a star point guard in Steph Curry, who's arguably among the best in NBA history. And we know how he changed the game with the way that he shoots. And you go from there. And right now, in terms of postseason offensive efficiency, it's the Warriors who lead the league in offensive efficiency in the postseason. But uh, they're a good defensive team. But Boston, man, they're incredible. You're talking about right now in the postseason through 16 games, 105.8 points allowed per 100 possessions and non garbage time minutes, turning over teams at an above average clip, what they've done to the Miami heat over the last two games of this series, holding them to an offensive rating of 80 in the last two games and non garbage time minutes, their front court is stacked with Robert Williams and Al Horford. Like to me, that's the takeaway. It's even, and we've known about this team and their defense since the start of the calendar year. But when you watch them and when you watch them when they're whole and Robert Williams is crashing and helping when people are getting to the rim or he's able to get out to the perimeter and block a P.J. Tucker three point shot because he's so freaking long. I think that's where you begin with Boston. They have a lot of upside on offense. But if you're talking about like what's the bow on it, like what are you looking at from a big picture standpoint? It is Boston defensively. And that to me is a game changer. When you look at this game tonight, game six, the Eastern Conference finals, would you agree that? Miami looks like a defeated team. I mean, they just look broken right now. 
Yeah, like I don't know if like if it's defeated or if it's injured, whatever term you want to use, they look like they are it, right? Like there's just there's not much left going on for you. Like like I mentioned, the last two games, 80.6, the official offensive rating since Jimmy Butler had to miss that second half of that game three win, which is so weird. Um, he has 19 total points, seven to 32 shooting from the floor. He's only got to the free throw line four times in the last two games. That speaks to back what we were talking about with Boston defensively. You know, they're comfortable putting Al Horford on him and Horford. He's such a smart defender when you watch him. And I would stress anybody to watch him tonight. You know, Jimmy gets so many people on those pump fakes. Al Horford doesn't. He's big enough where he doesn't have to jump on pump fakes. He's smart enough to know that they're pump fakes. And it is really limited what Jimmy Butler's been able to do in terms of getting to the free throw line. But I'm with you. Like, it's there's just not much gas left in the tank. Kyle Lowry is out of shape, but it's not any fault of his own. He's missed a lot of time due to his hamstring injury and personal issues throughout the regular season. Tyler Hero, if he is going to play, gives him help on offense, but he's a liability on defense. It's just Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. He has been great <clears throat> Excuse me, in games in which opposing centers are not there. Joel Embiid, he was great in the first two games of that series, but Joel Embiid comes back and he shrinks and he's not the same. He was great in the first game. Robert Williams comes back and now Horford comes back, excuse me, and uh, he shrinks in those games. Like, it's just Jimmy Butler who's got one knee and that's about it. So I would agree with you. Like, it, it would hold serve that I just don't know what Miami has left offensively here. Unless you're holding them to 75 points and you're scoring 76, I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, the spread is at nine. I, I joked around, well, kind of half-jokingly, that you couldn't make this thing high enough. Uh, there have been, what, 36 playoff games, I think, JVT, since yeah. the second round has started, and the spread has only mattered three times. So I don't think the spread's going to matter tonight either. I think this is a double-digit victory for the Celtics. I would say really quick, I am curious if this is, so this is obviously a closeout game potentially for Boston. I think part of the reason why those spreads haven't mattered and, and why these these games have been so lopsided is the, the stacked nature of the schedule, right? Where we're playing every other day. Usually there's a little bit more rest between these games. There's not been the case this year. And so I do wonder if when you're talking about, hey, you know what, we're still alive and we're down by, let's say, 10 with about you know, two minutes left or so in the fourth quarter. Let's just kind of take it off because we know we're going to play again in 48 hours. I do wonder if you get more of that desperate type of feel here from Miami where they're going to try fight tooth and nail throughout this entire thing down to like the final whistle because they might get eliminated because there is no tomorrow. I wonder that. But I do think ultimately, to your point, we have seen this get really lopsided with a lot of these games because of the stacked nature of the schedule it does not look pretty. Yeah. Conversely, I think also that would I would buy into the Miami desperation point at the end if the Celtics at the end pulled their starters and were resting. Mm -hmm. But with yeah. so much time now between tonight and the start of the NBA Finals, I think if Miami puts together some sort of comeback effort, the Boston starters stay in at the end of the game. Well, yeah, and look at last night, right? Like the, the Mavericks, I was kind of surprised that Jason Kidd pulled, like pulled the plug relatively quickly. I know it was about 60 seconds left, a little bit over that. Um, but, and this is just, you know, the better in me, cause I was like, you can still cover, um, but like, you know, like they, they pulled the plug. I thought I was pretty surprised just given like, you, you know, how the NCAA tournament works, right? These teams will foul and they'll fight every single second possible to the point where you're like, come on, man, can we just end this game? And I was surprised to see a team like Dallas kind of pull the plug as early as they did in a game that was essentially, it was, it was, it was an elimination game. So, uh, you could be right. I'm just, I'm really curious how the heat handle this. If you're going to get that desperate nature and not so much the desperate dog angle, but just more of 
they're going to foul. They're going to try everything possible to, you know, maybe stay within this game, which ultimately would lead them to stumbling inside of the number. Let me talk to you about the NBA Finals MVP market right now. Steph Curry is the favorite JVT, and he's the biggest liability, at least from some people that I have spoken to at some books here in town. Uh, There's no value on him. We know that. Has the value been lost on Klay Thompson after his performance that we saw last night with the 32 points and the eight three-pointers? Or does it give you now a little more confidence to put in a flyer on a Klay Thompson maybe at 10 or 12 to 1? The thing that worries me with Clay, and it was awesome to see it uh, because of everything that he's gone through, he's been so hit or miss in this postseason, and he hasn't really strung together performances on a consistent night-to-night basis. It's great that he had 32 points in a closeout game, but the game before that, he had 12, 5, and 9 shooting from the floor, uh, 19 on 6 of 18 shooting from the floor, 3 of 10 from three-point range. The two games before that, he was combined 2 of 8 from three-point range. I just worry that you know, this has been a really inconsistent run for Clay, and that you're already not getting the number that you should be for Thompson, probably. And on top of that, he's going to be very inconsistent. And can he string it together multiple games in a series? That would worry me. And what also worries me, and I don't mean to sound insulting, but you know, voters are kind of dumb sometimes. <laughs> and they'll just they'll, they'll look at this, right? We'll, we'll look what happened with most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament. Everybody just knows, like, hey, I know Chag Baji. That should be the most outstanding player. When in reality, if you watch the two games, you realize that that was not the case. And we see this all the times when it comes to these awards. So I, I'd be, I'm always hesitant to go deeper down the board. And I know Clay's not even that deep, but because of the way that he's been playing and because of the history of this award and the way that voters tend to vote, I would want a little bit more bang for my buck on a guy like Clay. Yeah, and you know, I I think that maybe some of these voters with this brand new conference finals MVP and the fact that Steph won the award last night, maybe that's the that takes away the narrative of well, Steph hasn't won the finals MVP yet because now he got his award, right? There, yeah. you don't feel compelled to give it to him now. Yeah, I was always. I, it's a really interesting angle because you know I thought that. And Steph was incredible in the Western Conference Finals, so he deserved to win it, although the, the last game wasn't great for him. Um, but like kind of along to your point, which is I thought there was going to be more volatility in these conference finals MVPs because you get more <clears throat> excuse me, more guys and gals who are actually like focusing on day-to-day stuff with these, more beat writers, things like that, who might be voting for these awards who cover the teams on a regular basis. It, it might get you some more intriguing votes. Like this Eastern Conference Finals MVP is going to be really intriguing. I think Robert Williams, who you can find at 450 to one to win this thing, has a massive case for winning this thing. What he's done defensively, the difference in between the games he has not played versus the games that he has played. uh, I really think that he'd be very live to win this. Um, But to your point, like, are we going to just get the same thing with these Eastern Conference Finals MVPs or these Conference Finals MVPs? Or is it going to be more, you know, a little different with uh, maybe some different guys coming to the fold? So I, I think how this series ends and how these voters vote today, if the game does get or excuse me, the series does get closed out, we'll get a lot of answers to that and how that moves forward. There's just so many national people voting for the NBA Finals MVP that I think it's hard to look past best player on winning team, you know? Would you consider and hear me out? we got about a minute left, so I'll make this quick a long shot finals MVP play on Marcus Smart. And I bring you back to 2015 when Andre Iguodala shut down LeBron James, contributed okay offensively, and won the finals MVP. If Marcus Smart can give you 20 points a game, and if he goes out there and shuts down Steph Curry and the Celtics win this series and Curry averages under 20-something points per game, could Smart win this award at 50-1? to I don't know if he does, but I will say this. I think you're along the right lines in terms of like Boston's got four finals MVPs candidates, 
right? It's not like Golden State where if they win, Curry's going to win the award. You can make a case that whoever, when Boston wins, it could be Smart, it could be Brown, it could be uh, Tatum, or it could be Robert Williams. Hell, it could be Al Horford potentially. So I would say, like personally, I don't know if I'd bet Smart, but I think you're right in looking at Boston to go deeper down the board for that award as opposed to the Warriors because I think there's only one guy in the Warriors that's going to win that thing. JVT, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the weekend, my friend. Appreciate you helping me out, man. Thank you. Anytime. There he is, our senior NBA analyst, the host of Hardwood Handicappers, and the host of this show, The Edge, Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Edge right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zid Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zinn nicotine pouches near you. Zinn nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Satterberg, Black, back here. This is the look, uh, not the look, that's my show every night. You can watch me or hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. I'm filling in for JVT and humans here on the edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And let's try and find an edge when it comes to the Major League Baseball board that we have coming up here tonight. Uh, I love handicapping Major League Baseball, it's my favorite thing to do. I post plays daily on the vcin.com daily best bets page, so you want to make sure that you check that throughout the day as we update it. It's a live document. It's one of the great perks of being a subscriber. You get access to all the plays from our hosts and our guests. It's all there on the homepage under the quick links section. Simply click on daily best bets from hosts. Uh, Currently having a Pretty good baseball season. Feel good about it. Uh, 103, 50, 108, uh, 103, 58, and 3 overall. And the uh, top play of the day, 32, 17, and 1. I've already cooked up the top play. I feel great about it. I feel really great about it. Talk about it coming up uh, about 15, 20 minutes from now. Let's take a look at this board. Games get started, 6.40 Eastern time. Giants and Reds from Great American Ballpark. Carlos Rodon on the hill for the Giants. And the Reds... Don't know what they're doing with their pitching staff today. Probably going to be a bullpen day. Graham Ashcraft likely going to be the opener. And the total is set at eight. Great American Ballpark this year has been the best over ballpark in all of baseball. The Reds are 14-4 and four to the over this year at home. That is the best home over record in baseball. But going up against Carlos Rodon, I can't bank on the Reds to score runs. And even though Rodon got lit up in a recent start against the Cardinals, he bounced back nicely against San Diego last time out, so maybe he's back to being the Carlos Rodon we've seen for the majority of this season. A way that I'm going to look to attack this game is probably going to be the Giants on the team total. 
because the Reds are just going to keep cycling pitchers out of their bullpen, and it's already a hitter-friendly ballpark where we know it's home to the best over record in all of Major League Baseball, 14-4 and four right now. A real check, or a quick check of the weather, because that's important. I want to see, we got eight mile an hour winds blowing out to left center, so nothing dramatic there, but at least it's not 20 mile an hour winds blowing in. So I do like the Giants team total. They've been swinging hot bats lately. Uh, they put up nine runs against the Mets yesterday, in which, you know, all nine, or not was yesterday, it was two days ago, and all nine of those came in the first two innings against the Mets rookie pitcher, Zapucky. It's a fun name to say. They scored 13 runs the game before that. So the bats are hot. Jock Peterson is hot. Longoria had two home runs the other day. So I like the Giants team total here over four and a half. That would be a way that I would attack this game between the Giants and the Reds. Uh, 7.05 Eastern time. The Rockies and the Nationals from D.C. Aaron Sanchez goes for the Nats. And Austin Gomber for the Rockies. Nationals minus 115. Total of nine and a half. It's so hard to trust either of these teams. Especially, you know, the Nationals are just bad. But then the Rockies on the road. Six and 13 away from Coors Field. I mean, they're 20 and 24. But six and 13 on the road this season. Chris Bryant, not in the lineup, which, you know, definitely affects them. Uh, no feel for this game. Hard to look at both of these bad teams and, and pick a side here. Red Sox and Orioles from Fenway. Red Sox minus 175, total of 10. Kyle Bradish goes for the Orioles. Garrett Whitlock, who's had a nice season for the Red Sox. This game, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. This game is on Apple TV+. Plus. There has been a conspiracy theory on the interwebs. It's a slang way of saying the internet. About Apple TV Plus games and the overs. It's something that has been talked about a lot. A lot of people are bothered by the ball this season. That Major League Baseball has been known in the past to use multiple baseballs throughout the course of a season. Now, in the past, and the argument that I've – not it's not an argument, but the, the, result, the answer that I found through my investigative process was that Major League Baseball actually had a surplus of balls as a result of, you know, COVID-shortened season, things like that. Also, supply chain issues with the – Processing plants in South America due to COVID led to Major League Baseball utilizing old baseballs throughout the course of last season. And that's why you had a mix of the newer baseballs and the older baseballs. Some games the ball wouldn't travel. Other games, I'm looking at you, Field of Dreams, the ball would travel a lot. And we have pitchers that have come out, Chris Bassett of the New York Mets, even this season, has said every time a ball gets thrown in, it feels different. And I think that that might still be the case. We also know that humidors are now being used in all 30 Major League Baseball ballparks, whereas in the past it wasn't. Uh, They're still rubbing the baseballs with the baseball rubbing mud that comes from a mud farm in Pequannock, New Jersey. And 
there's very little studies right now as to how the humidors are affecting the baseballs with the mud and also the baseballs that are manufactured for 2022 versus possibly the 2021 balls being thrown in. There's also the lack of the sticky substance, which is absolutely affecting pitchers. And Major League Baseball is, and I know this for a fact, they are working on a universal substance that all pitchers will be allowed to use once they finalize that. They're working on it. And this is going to be better because pitchers will have a better grip of the baseball. Less guys are going to get hit by pitches because there's sometimes we watch these guys throw and they have no idea where the ball's going. But anyway, let's get back to the Apple TV conspiracy theory. People have said that they're using juice balls for Apple TV plus games. So what did I do? Because I'm a sick individual. I went back and looked at every single Apple TV plus game this season. Two games every Friday. Here's the scores. 7-3, 13-6, 3-2, 3-1, 4-2-8-7-11-6-4-3-5-3-3-0. That is an average of 10.07 runs per game in the nationally televised Apple TV Plus games. The conspiracy is that Major League Baseball wants more runs being scored, more action for their brand new TV partner who just paid a lot of money to attract eyeballs to watch these games, which is a little more difficult to find than watching it on the MLB app or you know whatever local regional sports network you have. So two games tonight that will be featured on Apple TV the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles with a total of 10 that has been pushed up because it was nine, nine and a half. Now it's at 10. We also have the Blue Jays and the Angels with a total of eight. With an average of 10.07 runs being scored in these games, could you take the over for these games? I don't think it's that easy. Now, I laid, I laid out the numbers for you so you can make your own informed decision. I would like the over in the Orioles-Red Sox because, one, it's at Fenway, and any game at Fenway is going to go over, (laughs) the majority of them. It's just wild. I mean, the ball's just, it's fine. A lot of hits there. And the Red Sox right now are swinging hot bats. They had their six-game winning streak snapped the other day. They bounced back with a 16-7 win. Oh, it was on the road. It was in Chicago. But... A 16-run output. Trevor Story has hit seven home runs in the last seven games. J.D. Martinez won three for five yesterday. He now has the Major League best batting average at 380. This team's swinging hot bats. So that's an over that I would look to play. But as far as the Blue Jays and the Angels are concerned, I think you have to be careful here with the starting pitching. Not so much for the Angels, but for the Blue Jays, very much so. We'll get into that, plus the official picks coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Edge here on VEASAN. Hey. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. 
Scott Satterberg back here. It's the Edge here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I finalized the Major League Baseball card here for Friday. I don't think I'm going to add anything, but I got three games right now, including the play of the day. Um, I'm pretty locked in on these three. Well, I am locked in on these three. I've already bet them. Um, and especially the play of the day. This play of the day for me today might be my largest bet of the baseball season. That's how, that's how good I feel about this. Updated records, play of the day, 32-17-1. Overall, 103-58-3 here in Major League Baseball this season. Every day this week, VSIN subscribers have made profit with the baseball picks on the Daily Best Bets page. So, what are you waiting for? VSIN.com slash summer. Become a subscriber today. Here's the first game I'm looking at. I already mentioned it before, the Giants on the team total against the Reds. Uh, a quick refresher, Giants' bats are hot, Jock Peterson's hitting the ball out of the ballpark, and the uh, Great American Ballpark, best over ballpark in all of Major League Baseball. Instead of playing the over in this game, not going to bank on the Reds to score against Rodon. I'm going to go with the Giants to score on a Reds bullpen day. So give me Giants, team total over 4.5. It's minus 120 right now. Second play for me is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. In the first five innings on the money line at minus 130. I could play the minus a half a run, try to chase a little plus money, but I'm going for a little push protection here. Uh, just in case this is a, you know, 0 0 1 1 game after five, I'll pay the extra 30 cents for the push protection here. I don't see the Blue Jays not having a lead or at worst being tied after five innings. Alec Manoa on the Hill is a legit Cy Young candidate this season in the American League. So is, you know, Justin Verlander and Nestor Cortez. But Alec Manoa uh, went eight innings, allowed just one run his last time out. Six innings, allowed just one run against the Rays. Five innings, two runs against Cleveland. Six innings, one run against the Yankees. And in his last several starts, okay, he has allowed a total of two. He's allowed a total of three runs. Three runs in his last four. Well, let's go this. Five. Three runs in his, and let's check the sixth one just to be, oh, uh, yeah, okay. All right. Three runs in the last five. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's 25 first five innings for Alec Manoa. He has allowed three total runs in his last five starts in the first five innings. The Angels' bat's a little cold right now. I like the Blue Jays in the first five innings here because I don't think Manoa gives up a run here in the first five. And if he does, it's only going to be one. So give me the Blue Jays, first five, minus 130. Now for the best play of the day. And I've been waiting. I, I, I just, I'm so giddy about this one. I really am. It's another first five play, and I'm laying the half a run at minus 135, and I'd play this thing up to minus 150 because that's how confident I am. It's the Houston Astros in the first five innings, minus a half a run against the Seattle Mariners. I talk about Alec Manoa and how good he has been. Justin Verlander has been better. Justin Verlander this season has only allowed four total runs in the first five innings of games. He has pitched, 
He has started eight games. He's gone five innings in every single one of those starts. So let's let's do the math here. That's 40 innings of baseball. And in those 40 first five innings, he has only allowed four total runs. In his last five starts, he has allowed zero runs in the first five. That is 25 scoreless innings in the last five games in the first five innings. In total, Justin Verlander, his last 19 innings pitched over a three-game stretch. He has not allowed a single run. He has only allowed eight or nine hits in 19 innings of work and zero runs. This guy is on another level right now. And he and the Astros get the benefit of facing a pitcher in Chris Flexen who is having one of the worst seasons of his career. This was a guy that we talked about last season as being a, a, a auto play at home. Well, it ain't the case this year. Chris Flexen in his last start gave up five runs in four innings, three runs in five and a third before that, six runs in five innings before that. Now, he did have success against Houston the last time out. In Houston, only allowed one run in five innings. But guess what? That's all we need. Because Verlander ain't allowing any. And if we have a one nothing lead after five, guess what? That's a win. You, you take a deeper dive into Chris Flexen, his advanced numbers are worse than his surface numbers. Yeah. So his stats, as bad as they are this season, and I don't mean to laugh. I'm not making fun of the guy. But it's crazy when you see a guy whose numbers are this bad and you realize maybe he's actually gotten some luck and his numbers should be worse than what they are. So the play of the day for me, Houston Astros minus a half a run in the first five innings against the Mariners. That is my favorite play, probably my favorite play of the week, backing Justin Verlander here. Let's look at the rest of the board. Uh, You got the Rangers and the A's tonight, John Gray, Cole Irvin. Uh, There's been a lot of steam here on the A's as an underdog. Uh, I haven't really dug into this game to discover why. I guess Irvin's been pretty decent on the hill for the A's, and, and the A's, meanwhile, have been, you know, swinging a good bat lately. They've won two of their last three games, so maybe it's it's just a momentum play or it's a belief that John Gray, whose uh, advanced numbers are also uh, indi- indicative of somebody who is struggling this season, maybe it's just the fate of the Rangers as the home team. But the A's, here's something you just got to be careful about. They've lost 12 of their last 14 games at home. So I know there's steam coming in on Oakland, but I I don't know if I can get behind this team. Padres and the Pirates from San Diego, Jose Quintana against Sean Benaya. Quintana's been great this year. Yeah, he really has. You want to talk about a guy who's who's, uh, found uh, a little bit of a a resurgence. His last time out gave up two runs against St. Louis. Prior to that, he had two scoreless starts. And, And this is a guy who's only allowed 11 runs in 40 innings this season. Uh, Quintana's been really good for this uh, Pirates team. 
Manaya has also been really good and hard to bet against the Padres, especially at home. Marlins Braves is an interesting one to me. Trevor Rogers is a guy who um, his advanced numbers are better than his surface numbers, could be headed towards some positive regression. Braves are minus 140 at home with Ian Anderson on the hill. I don't necessarily hate taking a flyer on the Marlins as a dog. I really like betting on this Marlins team. So that would be one that could be intriguing. Uh, Phillies and Mets, Zach Eflin against uh, Carlos Carrasco. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Cookie Carrasco has been great this year for the Mets. And uh, coming off of a loss in which uh, back-to-back losses for the Mets, the Mets had the best record in Major League Baseball after a loss. And now they've lost back-to-back games for the first time since, I believe, April 10th and 11th. So very intrigued to see how the Mets bounce back here after back-to-back losses and facing a division rival in the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'll tweet out uh, the Major League Baseball card is up. You can check the Daily Best Bets page. It's there already. I'll have the play of the day tweeted out a little bit later on as well. Tonight, Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Miami Heat. I'm not scared of the number. I think the Celtics win this by double digits, and then we will all pay attention to the Celtics and Warriors in the NBA Finals where I'm going to be on the Celtics. I'll be honest with you. I'll be on the Celtics against the Warriors in the finals. But first, they have to take care of business against the Miami Heat, which I do believe they do tonight and cover the heavy number of nine. If I'm going to play the Heat or if you're going to play the Heat, it would have to be early, maybe in the first quarter. But Boston gets it done. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Edge here on VEASAN. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 